0: Good evening, friends. Welcome to our Wednesday webinar. Today, once again, we have a reverend Dr. Frederick Lewitingl, also known as Father Freddy. He is a chaplain of St. Thomas Siromalba Parish in Melbourne Southeast. He has a licentiate in Sacred Scriptures from Rome and a doctorate in Sacred Scriptures from Jerusalem. He has been a professor in seminaries and has been involved in the revision of the Mayan Bible. So today, we will explore the topic, Peter, read to Brock. Very interesting topic. So please have your Bibles and notebooks ready and uh, put all the distractions aside. Uh, This webinar will be recorded for future use. And if you have any questions, please ask in the Q&A box right away. You don't have to wait till the end. And without further ado, I will
1: pass the mic to Father Freddie. Thank you very much. It gives me great joy to present before you Peter. St. Peter, and we have titled Read to Rock. It's an attempt at a character study. I do not claim exhaustively that I would present all aspects of his personality, but those relevant to me, to you, and possibly to the whole church just like any one of you saint peter was quite a normal certain times weak human being for this time of study we first pray blessings of the holy spirit ever provident father we bow down before you we implore your mercy and majesty send upon us the power of the holy spirit May we be empowered by that same power that empowered the early Christian community, inspired by the Holy Spirit. May we follow your word clearly and, as a result, follow our Jesus, our Lord and Master, closely. We make this prayer through the same Jesus, our Lord. Amen. As it was said, you have your Bible copies ready and we are studying Saint Peter read to rock read of course you know read is a plant unsteady moving in the air by the wind and a rock this strong one immutable unchangeable and this title is taken, Because in St. Peter, we would, eventually I would explain that, we would find both. What I'm trying to say is, my aim is this. Simon Peter, being a weak person, knowing that Jesus called him. And Jesus empowered him with the power of the Holy Spirit. He became a rock leader of the Apostles College and later on the first Pope of Christianity we know Jesus preached to the multitudes Galilee the northern region Samaria the central region and Judea the southern region and from those stories of the Multiplication of loaves, we know 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So big crowds gathered together to listen to Jesus. So that's one, Jesus and the crowds. Then we know from the Bible that uh, he sent out 72, in some versions, 70 disciples to preach the gospel. So there's another group, much smaller, 70 or 72, and Jesus. And then from among the disciples, Jesus chose that's the third uh, shortening of the number, 12 to be called apostles later. So they are twelve and Jesus. And the fourth level. At major instances, he chose even from among the 12 apostles, three of them Peter, James, and John, a close knit inner circle. Maybe you could call the big three. They were at the transfiguration on Mount Tabor, for example, they were taken along with jesus and there before them he transfigured elijah and moses appeared to jesus and they were talking sharing it was about the the taking up that sense suffering of jesus in jerusalem so there they were the ones the three present peter james and john and again there to start with peter in fact the list of all apostles we would see in uh, different different gospel texts matthew 10 mark 3 luke 6 and also the acts of the apostles chapter 1 all starting with peter he is the accepted leader of the apostolic college. So at transfiguration, Can at the rising of the daughter of Jairus, in Mark 5, again the three, and in the garden, important of all, the, at the garden of Gethsemane, from among the 12 who are present there, of course, Judas was not there. Um, Jesus took these three, Peter, James and John, to a stone throw away in Gethsemane, and there he started praying and sweating blood. So, this inner circle the big three, the first one among them being Peter. Actually. It's not very commendable personality. Oh, simple examples like, could give you one example, for example, there at uh, uh, his own, in Capernaum, in at Peter's house, they are coming in and there was also his um, mother-in-law, Mark one. Chapter 1, verse 30. And now Simon's mother in law lay sick with a fever, a great fever, big fever. And immediately they told him of her. If my mother in law is sick, you expect that I tell the Lord to heal her, why is he not in good terms with mother-in-law? No, that's simply the thinking. So he's that sort of a person. He doesn't even ask Jesus to heal his mother-in-law. At their home, others do it. I feel a strangeness in that person. A little less natural. And there are other instances. I'll come to another. See, some authors, I listened to some talks again, they would call him an impetuous leader. One hint I gave you. Impetuous meaning, you know, to one extreme at one time and then Practically to the other extreme at another time. A sort of oscillating, flimsy type of character. Well, Jesus is call, invi- in, inviting, uh, calling them from different walks of life. And this is Peter. And uh, of the twelve he called, there was also Judas Carrier. Shall not forget that. So I'll I'll bring you to another aspect of his personality. So prone to swing from extreme to extreme. Extreme moments of faith and moments of extreme. Betrayal of Jesus. Jesus knew it. We will come to that. Jesus knew it. He's. We know from the way he's saying, talking to Peter, he knew. This is the way it is. I I started thinking, preparing this lesson or this uh, uh, presentation. That Jesus wanted to make sure that on a human level you peter you are inadequate and that's how jesus would say my grace would work in you as he is told paul your my grace is enough for you let it be so this will uh, clarify as we go along Coming to Peter walking uh, on the water. That scene from Matthew chapter 14 verses 24 to 33 Yes. When evening came, that is the last part of uh, verse 23 of uh, the gospel according to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 verse 23, the second part. When evening came. He was there alone, but the boat by this time was many furlongs distant from the land, beaten by waves, for the wind was against them. And the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it's I, have no fear. And Archbishop Fulton Jashin, explaining this text in his uh, retreat conferences, he would say, take heart and it is I, it is I. Are you not reminded of uh, God? The Lord God appearing to Moses and the name revealed to Moses, I am who am. Exactly, that's coming. Take heart. It is I. It is I who am. Okay, now comes Peter's uh, uh, characteristic. Peter has answered him, Lord, if it is you, I know it is you. Bid me come to you on the water. I would say genuine Peter. He, sort of a fanciful Peter maybe you could say. Walk on the water. What do you think the discussion would be that time in the boat among the 11 left to themselves? Peter, what do you mean? Come in. Don't get out. But Peter, Peter is so different. And Jesus, from his part, all right, come along. Jesus, in that sense, encourages Peter to do that. You see? And uh, so Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But then, Until then, he was focusing on Jesus. Close by, standing on water and calling Peter in, allowing Peter in to walk up to him. But then for a moment, he looked around, perturbed, disturbed by the high waves, and he lost himself. He was afraid. And he began to sink, and he cried out. Oh Lord, save me. So this is Peter, and you know what happened. So, eyes of the Lord, and he starts sinking. So, both these aspects of his personality are there. On the one hand, he would go to one extreme. And in the other, he would go to the other extreme. Now, the same Peter, when we come to Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 onwards. The declaration that Jesus is the Christ. First, there is an, an opinion gathering. Who do men say? Sort of a referendum, a majority opinion. Who do men say that I am? And then you get Elijah or one of the prophets or John the Baptizer, resuscitator, or any. But then, who do you say that I am? Jesus is specific. It's not a referendum. Opinions of different people, specifically you and in your life. So it is personal. And Peter is the one then to answer You are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the Living God, the Anointed One, that way the Messiah, the Savior, Son of the Living God. So again, there. The extreme positive expression or exclamation of faith by the same period. But you know, this is in chapter 16. The same chapter 16, if you go a little further, verse 21 onwards, Jesus is foretelling his death and resurrection. You must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him saying, God forbid Lord, this shall never happen to you. A very human personal relationship Expressed by it. this should not happen to me. And what is Jesus' reaction? We know that, but he verse 23, but he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not on the side of God, but of human beings. peter didn't peter wanted to put on a pedestal the divine jesus maybe even a political one but never a suffering one and this used to be a topic for many retreat conferences jesus little before that he said Simon, blessed are you, Simon, bar Yona, son of John, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Blessed, he said. And now he says, and now he says, he calls him Satan. You see? Why is Satan? Well, the demonic essence of hatred and evil is rejection of the cross. That is it. If you reject the cross also in our lives, that means only that we are not in the path of Jesus. Path of hatred, path of evil could be expressed in a rejection of the cross, and rejection of the cross means rejection of salvation. We remember all the three temptations to Jesus was to avoid cross, an economic liberator, bread from stone, a a wonder worker jump off from the pinnacle of the temple so no point no need to go through any suffering and then the last is bluntly plain worship me and i so these are shortcuts avoiding cross So therefore, Jesus, who said it is the Father in heaven who revealed to Peter what he said, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Savior, straight after that in the coming paragraph it is explained that the same Jesus is calling Peter Satan. Going further, In the beginning i as i introduced it i said the big three peter james and john and jesus at least two instances in um, the gospel we read peter and jesus and that's where we would start the uniqueness of peter one is luke 22 31 luke 22 31 Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you all that he might sift you all like wheat. So it is in the context of this a, a, a dispute about greatness who is the greatest among the twelve? Then Jesus answered that, and then he is coming to talk to Peter. And there, he says, Satan demanded to have you all, all twelve, And that he might sift you like wheat. Test you, sift you. See if it is with uh, essence or the, the seed inside or without. Sifting. But I have prayed for you, and that you is singular, and that is for Peter, that your faith may not fail. Now, it is, he's not talking about the, the other uh, 11. But I have prayed for you, Peter, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, and you have come back to me, strengthen your brethren. He didn't understand that then. And uh, he only said, I tell you, no, Lord, I am ready to go with you to prison and even to death. That was his reaction then. But he didn't know what he was saying, what was going to happen to him. Oh Lord, I am prepared even to go to prison and to die with you. Reading this, remembering the First session on Saint Thomas, we had this bold statement from Thomas: Do not go to Gal uh, go to uh, Judea. There they are waiting to catch you and kill you. And still he is going, Jesus. And it is Thomas saying, Let us also go with him and die with him. And this is the same word. Lord, I'm prepared, Peter says, to go to prison and even to die with you. And there, what does Jesus say then to him? Verse 34, Luke chapter 22, verse 34, Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the cock will not crow this day until you three times deny that you know me. So there, Jesus says, he especially pray for Peter. These two together are actually coming much closer than even the the inner circle of three. That your faith, Peter's faith, may not fail and through peter it will be a strengthening experience to all other apostles disciples and others and that's what happened that's one to show peter's uniqueness okay he may be a read but he is intimately attached to jesus much more than any of the other apostles including james and john now to confirm that there is one more matthew chapter 17 you have 24 to 27 jesus and the temple tax. There was a due, I mean, a half shekel temple tax to be paid to the temple treasury. And he says, See, the collectors of the half shekel tax came, but you people are not paying, your master is not paying. And then what did Jesus say? The discussion with Peter, sons of the household, would not pay tax. Meaning, Jesus is Son of God the Father, and this temple is of God the Father. And yet, Jesus had, however, not to give offense to them, go to the sea and cast a hook, and take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a shekel. Take that, and give it to them, for me, and for yourself. You see, half shekel for Jesus, half shekel for Peter, so both would make one shekel. So, another rare usage we for Peter and Jesus that plural is used only there in this sense. So, again, a uniqueness of peter in the usual retreat conferences the moment we start with peter there would be invariably the fall and rising or resurrection of peter the five ways that peter fell and the four ways he came up i didn't want to elaborate all that perhaps you would remember um points said there neglect of prayer at Gethsemane, Peter, James and John were asked by Jesus to pray, keep awake and pray, and they slept. And the second, okay, they did he did not pray, and then he substituted his lack of prayer with action. He took the sword and um, cut off the ear, the ear of the servant of the high priest that we used to say. Second, substitute prayer with action. Then the third, they used to say, and he was not committing. He started following Jesus from afar, from far off. At Gethsemane, Jesus was caught and the soldiers came in and he was taken to to Caiaphas or Annas and Caiaphas and that time to know what's happening but not to commit all disciples ran away and Peter started following Jesus from a distance from afar from far off and this can also in the retreat conferences we used to hear this that's the third and the fourth is he's warming himself, all creaturely comforts at the court of Kaiavas Anas there, and the the servant girls company too. And finally, when it comes to his uh, when he he started speaking there in the courtyard of Kaiavas, they knew from the accent that he is from Galilee, it's a Galilean accent, and he's came almost stand by the son of uh, Galilee because so he's a fisherman. And so he had to deny Jesus thrice. I don't even know the man. Remember, you are the Christ, son of the living God. As a representative of all apostles, he said that. And here the same Peter, I do not even know the man so that's how they used to explain the instances of that led to peter's fall, and then they used to also explain in retreat conferences the return four ways of return his restoration or recovery what is the external environment the co-crew Oh, before the cock cross, Peter remembered, you would betray me three times. An external environment reminding of a former graced position, the cock cross. And in fact, in Jerusalem, the um, in Mount Zion, to one side of the Mount Zion, you have the church of Peter in Gallikandu. To do with the crop, uh, I mean the cock. For Romans, it is three hours of um, sentry duty, three hours each time. The seventh hour, uh, seventh three hour it is 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. And it is called the Chini, the time when the cock crows. And so an external environment reminding Peter of the blunder, the mistake or the sinful act he did or said. I don't know the man. And the second we used to say, it is... uh, as Jesus is taken from the court of Caiaphas to Pontius Pilate, as he is passing out, he looked at Peter. First, to avoid that look, he moved to the other side, but Jesus was at one point, when he turned, it was straight to the face of Peter. And the Lord turned and looked at peter luke 22 61. that was a moment of grace for him we know many saints they would come into the church look at the tabernacle at jesus and simply remain there some of them even hours on end it was saint john maria vianney Parish priest patron in France said, What do you do there? The answer is simple. I look at Jesus, he looks at me. That's it. So Jesus looking, turning and looking straight on the face of Jesus, of Peter, was a moment of uh, conversion for him. And the story goes, That Peter went on weeping, that it uh, created furrows on his cheeks by continual weeping. That became a point of shame and contrition for Peter. At the same time, that oscillation continues even after all this. The Pentecost had not arrived, in our case, this Sunday here uh, for us. He, so he knew the appeared to Mary Magdalene and all that. But even then, imagine Peter calls his friend Apostles. He's going fishing. So, he's in that sense going back to fishing. And he, of course, caught nothing the whole night. And then meets Jesus. And there comes the final threefold affirmation after their breakfast. Do you love me? First, Peter was perhaps more bold Yes, I do. More than the others, yes, I do. Second time, much less confirmed, but Peter said the same, I do. And then a third time, Peter collapsed. Oh Lord, you know everything. You know also that I love you. I have no time to go into those terms. There are three. Three terms used in Greek to mean love: that philain and agape and eros. And so all the three. So here philain, philain, and then agape. It means there are nuances in love. The human level of love by philain, and then a much more of a a, a a divine precept of love by agape, and then. So Peter oscillated. What is this man? He go to one extreme, go to other extreme. Like a pendulum of a clock, he is swinging. Uh, With all this, he, I would say, a quality that Peter maintained is sincerity. You know, Jude, Jude Iscariot also repented, but in despair. He didn't turn back to the Lord. He turned to himself in despair and hanged himself. But Peter also repented in shame and contrition. And he came back to the Lord, weeping bitterly. So, if it is three times, that Peter denied the lord jesus here at the last moment in the gospel according to john chapter 21 he is uh, confessing his love in the lord jesus three times and then he is given the authority authority to to bind and to loose Retain and to forgive, and thus the church goes on. He found mercy and grace before Jesus. That prayer you will all, all of you, all 12 of you will be swayed away. But for Peter, I have prayed for you sustain the church and by you, through you, all others, you reaffirm them. Thus Peter becomes the rock of foundation. And thus we have the first Pope and then from then onwards, we have great heights of Popes. The Gregory, Gregory the Great or Pope Leo the Great or even St. John Paul II or St. Pius X. So saintly people leading the church at different uh, difficult moments and uh, leading them in the right path. Extreme, great heights of popes' lives. At the same time, among popes, there are also very worldly ones. Getting into all type of troubles. Imagine a pope causing a murder or even fathering a child. All that has happened. The lower levels too. The papacy will always participate in the twofold nature of Peter. The rock, the reed. The rock, As Peter became a rock against all his odds in life, finally, Jesus' grace and power of the Holy Spirit made him the rock, a rock of foundation. Then, when it comes to flesh and blood, human thinking, frail human ways of going about, that's more of the Satan's influence, that oscillation will continue. And for us, we have a Peter who focused on Jesus and he walked on water. And the same Peter moved away from that focus on Jesus when he started drowning. Very much relevant to our lives. Focus on Jesus, we are Uh, on the right path of grace and success and focus on um, out of focus with Jesus. That's the end of it. Our faith and that's one thing. Second, our faith and allegiance is to the office Christ established properly considered. It is not to that person of Peter. It is to that Office and allegiance is to that office of Christ. That office is ecclesial, not personal. In that sense, Pope Francis did not follow Pope Benedict XVI. Pope Francis is a follower of Saint Peter, the first pope. It's not like a human, local, political authority from one president or prime minister to the other. No, it is always going back to the seat of Peter. It's not a cult of personality. Not the person in office. It is the church's teaching authority that is symbolized by the Pope. And imagine... The weakest link among popes is Peter himself, the first pope. As Mother Teresa said, we are called to fidelity, faithfulness. We are not necessarily called to success. Not called to success, but called to fidelity, faithfulness in the mission entrusted to us. Thus, the more we remain faithful to our Lord and Master Jesus, result is not an issue. Actually, even for this Peter, because I didn't have much time, I didn't go through it. You know, even about um, um, following Jesus, Jesus, we have left everything. And now, what are we going to receive? Imagine, in that oscillation, the negative part of it is always present. Even Peter, at that level, he had not grown. He had not realized what is this point of life's commitment to Jesus. We have left everything and followed you. What do we get? What do we get? We don't need to get anything. That level he reached afterwards. At the empowerment of the, by the Holy Spirit, he reached that level. He, that's how he finally, at the time of uh, Nero, then um, they had um, that fire in Rome. Finally, it was in in about 67 AD, at Nero's time, Rome had the fire. They say it was uh, purposely done. Anyway, Peter and Paul were caught, and finally, Christians were blamed for it. And uh, they are, at the time of crucifixion, Peter even said he is not ready to be crucified like the Lord and Master, but head down. He's not worthy of So there, his conversion was complete. What I was trying to say in these moments is that Simon Peter is a normal, mostly weak human being. He certain times was imprudent In our sight. He should not have said that. He should not have, etc. But once the empowerment of the Holy Spirit came, he became a leader. He became the rock, the first hope. All the more reason for us to think that we are all worthy in the Lord's presence. What is enough for us? god's grace is enough for us if you depend on if, if i depend on my capacity my power my excellence my academic excellence or intelligence then grace need not work in therefore what is needed is not on our merits but on your grace, oh Lord. Finally, Peter came to that and he became the first pope, the leader, the rock. Thank you for listening to me. If you have questions, I don't promise to answer all, but at least I can make an attempt.
0: Thank you, Father Freddie. That was a very detailed character study on Peter. and It was very wonderful to hear that. It really explored a lot of things both in the bible and the church and even our personal lives and i want to just thank you all for coming for this webinar and tuning in we hope to see you at the next one thank you
1: glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen